yeah there's just like for me like you know every like art form like music or poetry or like um or, or whatever like has its strengths and weaknesses and like for me painting has I'm, I'm not the most like verbal person like so for me it's like I can like say things in the work that I really just don't have words for and like and I've had people like say that they've shared those experiences so I know that it's possible welcome to the intelligence podcast live arts look behind the scenes at how the global art market really works I'm your host Marion Maniker This podcast is brought to you by Live Art, the global art marketplace that puts you in control. Download the Live Art app to get all of the most relevant art market information, as well as access to exclusive private sales. Or visit us at liveart.io. Austin Lee is known for his meticulous use of technology to make physical artwork that captures the experience and aesthetic of digital culture. Lee uses traditional methods to recreate digital images in physical form. It's unexpected, and his work is like no one else's. His new show at Jeffrey Deitch is called Like It Is. It contains paintings in his signature vibrant colors, videos, sculptures, and an augmented reality experience. The show is up until the end of April. Uh, Austin Lee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yes, yeah, nice to be here. So you have a show up right now at Jeffrey Deitch. I think it's your second show, a uh, solo show with uh, Deitch. And I-, I wonder, we should start, just give us a commercial for what the show is uh, like. It looks very intense with the red and blue walls uh, and all. So I'd, I'd love to hear more. Yeah, so basically, um, yes, yeah, so the second show I've done with Jeffrey and um and I guess that last show was maybe two to three years ago now. Like, um, and it's like basically the the last show was before the pandemic, and this one is after. Which for me feels like you know, even though that's a normal time in between shows, like it kind of feels like a lifetime difference. And um, I guess like the sh- for me, the show deals with a lot of the stuff that I've just like kind of um, like dealing with during that time, or just like some mental shifts and some like new awarenesses, like some. It's like a lot of introversion. Um, I think my painting changed a lot. Like, um, so for me, it's like a just a, a lot of like personal growth in that in that time period. And so it's the first show that I'm really like showing that all together in um, in like one body of work. And um, yeah, I think for me, it's like a it's it's an important show. It's like probably one of my I think most important like favorite shows that um, feels like a really comprehensive kind of um, look at all the things that I do, like with video um sculpture painting um like i made a book for the show that has all the sketches and and drawings so yeah just it feels like a lot of things i've been like working towards and trying to do but like feels like maybe people have closer access to it in in a way that like i i always thought it was there but maybe it's clear for other people now maybe it's clear for myself too over over that time period and so then other people can see like kind of some of those connections that I'm I'm making in a in a in one show like where like I would just kind of deal with different ideas um over like longer expanses of time and and like it's all now like in one one body of work that I think people can see those connections like between digital and physical and and like those ideas 
Well, is that the overarching theme that that brings it together? The title of the show is Like It Is, and I'm assuming it isn't a song reference. It is uh, more about this, your your main theme of digital versus real life uh, and representation. But is that is a, that a, like, you feel like it's more fully realized uh, and integrated all of these pieces? Yeah, I mean, I guess I never like I'm dealing just one thing. I don't I never want like the work to be um, like didactic in like one particular way. Like they're just for me, it's always like just different things that I'm thinking about like that. That's like one major aspect of my work that I think has been long term is like trying to figure out like what like digital is, like how that exists in the world. And like for the longest time in the past, I would always make like a physical um like manifestation of like a digital image or object. And um, that's been really consistent, like where I've always been really interested in like digital images and aesthetics and then, but try to like figure out ways to make that like um, connected with painting or with like my, like, like off the computer experience. And, um, and so that's like been a major part of the work. And like, I think for me, like even, dealing with like humanity, like within that, like with how we use computers and like, like a lot of my, another core of my work is like, I think um, like the emotional aspect of like being a human and how that's like where they kind of meet is like where I'm interested in, like where like humanity and like computers intersect. Um, So I think this show kind of like deals with that in a little bit um, like straightforward way than maybe before, which it's always been there, but like I would touch on that in in different ways. Uh, because like there's a, uh, a one painting of uh, two figures embracing. There are uh, images that are more about um, you know uh, I guess figures in in various emotional states. Is that that what you mean by the uh, you know displaying the humanity? Because what's so interesting about your work is there's a huge element of the uncanny in your work. Uh, and, and a part of the uncanniness is that sometimes it's just emotional and uh, uh, almost um, childlike in its uh, direct emotions. And at other times, it's so unreal that it's hard to, you know, view of a, 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 in human terms, but that that uncanny is what seems to keep it right on the knife's edge. Yeah, I mean, the uncanny is something I'm really interested in is like the, like, I think that is kind of disarming sometimes with the work, like where like that's a lot of times where the work like starts where it's like, like asking like, what is this? Or like something that feels unfamiliar kind of exploring that. Um, And like, even for me, like with like the digital aesthetic in the beginning, like when um, I started exploring that, like maybe like in 2004 or something like 2005, like when like I just started um, like noticing that like kind of aesthetic in the world and it wasn't, it was mostly in computers. It wasn't like kind of spreading everywhere yet. And um, so, so for me that uncanny like is connected to like, what I'm interested in painting also. Like there's like a, like my favorite painting is like Ginevra de, um, de Bensi. It's in the national gallery in DC. It's like a Leonardo painting. And um, it's just like this kind of space that feels unreal. Like it's like, it doesn't feel like a photograph. It doesn't feel like real life. It's like this other kind of thing. So for me, I'm always like searching for that, like that feeling. And the computer is like a way to get there, like where it's like that, what is this kind of feeling? And that what's been surprising for me is how that changes over time too. like something that might feel uncanny 10 years ago for me can like become familiar and then it doesn't have that feeling. Um, So that's something in my work that I'm always trying to like figure out like what 
um, like poke at that kind of stuff. Um, but like with the emotional part, like I just think that's to me, like what art is about in itself, like is about um, like a, like a human being expressing themselves in some kind of form and trying to share that with other people. And so for me, that has been like always as a core, like I think this is a core of like making art making in general. And I think, I think early on, like, or I, I felt, I guess I felt like a lack of that in like a digital space in the, like in the beginning. Um, and whether as conscious or not, I think I would try to bring, like bring that into, into the work and like, or just be like real about that. Like if I, like, I try to be like really straightforward and honest about like, like whatever I'm feeling or thinking about. Um, where like it's so often in, I think online there's like, um, like you kind of have this like disconnect from people and like that it's still like really influencing all of our lives in major ways. And like we're communicating more than ever um, with people online and in, in different ways, but yet like it feels really not connected or. Uh, that, that's a, that's a significant point. Uh, uh, you know, one of the main features of uh, the world online is the lack of sincerity. There are so many I don't even want to call them people. We've got bots, but you know, there are so many things you encounter online that you cannot trust whether they are what they say they are. I mean, you know, it's only with the growth of online communication that we get the concept of catfishing. It's not like people weren't fraudulent before, but we now have a mm -hmm. word for this idea of not being who you say you are. It's so common. And it sounds to me part of what you're kind of trying to get at here is how do you pierce through that uh, insincerity with some sort of authenticity? and yet still make it appear to be and have the aesthetic, I guess is the best word for it, of digital life. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't like try to do that. I just, I like am doing that, I think. Like that's, I think what being authentic is, is like I am just someone who's like immersed in digital culture and the world and that comes in the work and I just really try to be authentic in, in what I'm doing. Um, so I just think that for me, is uh it's important like like for today like but i guess like one thing you think about like even like how like memes or like the rise of like even emoticons and stuff how like i just think those really show that like need or desire for um those things and like they they like those are like born out of a necessity to like to communicate because like you in real life or even for us like we have like a you know we can see each other on the video camera like do i think so much of like your um, normal everyday like interactions with people like you have all these like subtle um, ways of understanding like you know like someone's facial expression their body language um, all these like kind of um, really important ways of communicating that like are, are lost online um, so there's this it seems like it'd be like to be like a real need or desire to like figure out like new like ways that people can connect more um, in those spaces and for me like I um yeah, I definitely, I, I don't know if I have like the answers, but like, I definitely try to just like poke at, like pointing that out, like how that's important. Well, that's, that's another fascinating thing. I mean, you're asking a lot of painting when you try to do that, right? When you try and if, if I can, uh, if I'm getting what you just said, right, right, that this whole new digital way of communicating has uh, launched, whether it's memes or emoticons or or other, you know, um, ways of communicating the emotions that you normally get by actually, you know, tone of voice, inflection, 
emotions and all all of that is sort of stripped away and we've recreated digitally new ways of doing that and you're sort of taking those cues and trying to take two steps further because painting has always had that both opportunity and hurdle to overcome right that's one of the, the 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 great challenges of art and its huge successes the ability to capture on canvas either an image of a person or a scene and communicate a lot more than just you know a, a, a photographic representation of it that's the difference between a leonardo and a lesser uh you know old master uh a, a painter and, and all and i i think that's that i guess maybe that's part of the that uncanny element of your 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 paintings is they 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 are sort of shot through with emotion yeah and i th- i mean for me i think that is the strength of painting like that's why i love painting like I, I think it goes beyond even like it's painting has a way of like saying things that can't be said in any other way um it's like the it's like like kind of like i always think of it as it like it kind of sparks something in the viewer like that makes like their own gears start turning and then they think their own thoughts and it it helps them like kind of internally arrive at something. You don't, you're not like just telling them what to think. It's like more of a, more of a, like kind of like, like guiding, like kind of like poking at something and then letting the, the viewer kind of explore that on their own, which I think is like a deeper way for someone to understand something than just being like to- told something. Um, and like, yeah, there's just like, for me, like, you know, every like art form, like music or poetry or like, um, or, or whatever, like has its strengths and weaknesses. And like, for me, painting has, I'm, I'm not the most like verbal person. Like, so for me, it's like, I can like say things in the work that I really just don't have words for And like, and I've had people like say that they've shared those experiences. So I know that it's possible. That that was going to be my next question. I mean, you've got collectors, you, you, you have shows and people talk to you about your art. What, what is it they say to you? Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of all over the place, but like, I definitely, it's for me, the most touching is always just like, like someone who will like, there'll be like a specific painting or something that like speaks to them. Or like, I have like one friend who like would just like send me, um, like text messages of like an older painting that they had found and just say that they really like keep looking at it and telling me what they think about it. I've had that happen like over, like, you know, a few people here and there in like pretty, like deep ways that will um, for me be really like interesting, like where it's like this, like people have their own um, experience with the work or even I actually just recently, I think it was just like yesterday or something. I was looking up an older painting that I had online. And then this Tumblr account came up that had reviewed one of my older shows. And then, and then I was like reading their review of the show and I had like new insight to my own work that like they were kind of touching on at the time. And I don't think I understood what they were saying when I had first read it. We had like blocked out certain things. And then when I read it now, I'm like, wow, it was like really, they really were in tune with what was going on. Things that I was maybe subconsciously dealing with that I wasn't like able to consciously understand. Um, So even for me, like, I think I'm like a viewer of my work in this other way too. Like, whereas I change or throughout time, like, I can review the work and understand it in different ways. Like I kind of always just want the work to be like a vessel of like, just like connecting with feelings that like, you know, like you have different experiences throughout your life and then something might make sense in a different way at a different time because your life has changed or you've had different, you maybe didn't understand something, but some new experience illuminates it. Deitch has called you a pop artist 
or uh, likened you to pop artists, you you in some of your um, commentary have uh, sort of cited Alex Katz as an artist you admire, and he he's very much one of those. He's not really a pop artist, but he's often lumped in uh, uh, with the pop, pop artists. And and I was sort of one. I was curious to hear you know more about the artists that you you know you mentioned Leonardo earlier, but the are artists that you're just interested in. You don't have to necessarily either admire them or or draw inspiration from them, but just artists that you uh, uh, look at. But then I also wanted to talk about this sort of idea of like is digital the contemporary or the analog to what pop was uh, sixty years ago? It's amazing how long ago pop art was. <laughs> I just kind of make the work and I don't really think about labels too much like w- within that, like where um, I love the idea of the work being like able to connect with like a broad um, like amount of people. Like I never want my work to feel um, like limited in that, like, or like exclusive or something. Like I, I, I definitely like love the artists that can connect in Broadway's like, like someone like Murakami, I think like, like that kind of like, dealing with like the low and high ends of culture like i really kind of do love that or like keith herring is like one of my favorite artists and like even like looking back at like how he dealt with like the pop shop and dealing with um like kind of like more mass culture um like ways to put your work out in the world in, in those ways um so for me i think that's like really interesting and like especially now like i just think like there's such a um uh, basically like a overlap between everything that 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 for me feel like the most interesting is like the what like the the overlap between i don't feel like there is a huge distinction between different types of art making and it kind of it's so easy for everything to influence each other that it's like really quickly just like a big soup of of culture i think that for me like is the is more what i'm kind of in tune with is like trying to just understand what i'm seeing in the world or and connect or relating to that You've done prints with Pace. Uh, you mentioned the pop shop, and I, immediately makes me curious about you know this whole trend for making toys or other sort of collectible objects and all. But also the pop shop certainly brings to mind you know in um, the eighties when uh, Herring was doing that. I mean, it was on him to open a uh, a little outpost down in NoHo uh, and 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 make the sweatshirts and the you know the materials that he wanted to sell. But but now we have this whole thing about collabs where there are all sorts of brands that want to work with artists as a way of achieving the same thing. Is that sort of something you think about doing, have hopes of doing, or is it just, if it came along, you would uh, do it? Or, you know, I guess what I'm asking is, is there a master plan to dominate the world or is it just you, you keep working and you see what happens? Yeah, I guess I have a more of a master plan not to dominate the world. <laughs> I think that's uh, like not the goal for me at all. But, um, but I do think sometimes that stuff can be interesting. I definitely, I think I'm like a little bit like difficult and like, I've definitely tried to do, like see if I can make connections like that work sometimes like we're when people like people reach out to me pretty often for that stuff and and I'm usually I, I would say I'm like pretty open-minded but I I feel like I'm like uncompromising and like what the work should be so sometimes it just doesn't work out I would just like go along and try to figure out if it can work and and be open-minded but like um but I think the work has it has to be like something that like um you like the work is at the center and like I think sometimes it's just with brands or something they might like it depends on the brand but they might have um different like different kind of incentives than the artist might have so it's like if it aligns it's great 
And I think if, if like a brand can like, um, do something positive with the work or, or, or in general, like then that's, that's cool. Like I'm not opposed to that, but I, I'm not like actively seeking that out either. Like for me, it's more like if it makes sense and if I can be true to myself, then I'm like down and I'll like kind of go along that path and see, see what happens. But, um, um, but yeah, I haven't like had too much where like anything came into fruition. Like I've definitely like explored the, some of those things in the past, but, um, yeah, for me too, like it's, it's, uh, yes, yeah, this is more about like doing something interesting. Can like you, you like do something interesting together. And, and sometimes I just think that like th- that, like, um, like I feel like sometimes with big companies, there's like so many people involved and there's so much like complexity to that. Like that's what I've noticed is like you might endless meetings. Yeah. And like, like maybe one person's really like you're on the same level, but then like, there's like, like I kind of love like for myself that it's just, it's just me working. Like I don't like have any assistance or anything. Like I definitely just um, do my thing. And it's like, it's like, I can just be like the true weirdo that I am and then just make the work. And, and, um, yeah, just kind of let the work kind of push things into whatever, whatever direction. So I just, I found like that, you know, if you have like a, entire groups of like meetings of people, like it's, it's hard to like maintain that kind of like, uh, I don't know what the word, like autonomy or something with, with that. So it's, well, you know, you're an artist, you're supposed to be a control freak. I mean, that that's a, that's a feature, not a bug of being an artist. Yeah. But like someone like, I, I would say like, not to keep mentioning Murakami, but I feel like, He's someone I love when he does like collab. Like I feel like for some artists that that's part of the work, it can be really interesting and like really like kind of push like questions in other ways and like be like, what is like, what are these relationships or like questioning um, those things? I think it's like, it's important to just kind of like be doing something interesting in the work, not just like kind of like throwing your aesthetic all over the place or something. That's like, for me, like the fear of that is like, I don't, I'm just like not interested in, in that of like, just like, making like you know having like a style that is spread around like it's the style is just like part of the work it's not the whole thing well speaking of style i i also was sort of curious there's there's a sort of growing trend of popularity for artists who have a kind of naive style and and there there are a number of artists who've uh, become successful recently who are self uh taught painters and there's nothing wrong with you know being self self-taught um, but you are very much not self-taught. You went to uh, Yale and you've chosen a, a, a style that is, you know, again, uh, unworldly and, and all, all. Is, is that part of just the emotional content? Is that a, another kind of aesthetic choice? And- yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I never really think of my work as naive or anything like, or even the aesthetic. Like, I also don't like some artists that kind of, position like that like self-taught artists like that's like kind of isn't my favorite work usually so um it's just it's not like um i just think of it as like as expressive or something or like it kind of like right to the core i think like you mentioned alex katz earlier and like he's someone who i love his work and i feel like it's like distilling something like an idea down it's like what's the simplest way to communicate this like and i think a lot, for me that's more what it is like it's like what's the like simplest way to share this feeling or this idea. And that's what I'm always trying to do. Like, and like my paintings, I think um, I do, I feel like with the, like kind of maybe the airbrush aesthetic and stuff too, sometimes they will get like connected with that. But, um, but they're usually pretty, like, I just think it's for me, it's funny because they're usually like pretty rendered like digital images. So they're like, they look just like the, 
they're like me rendering a digital Im- like a raw digital image but they're pretty carefully done and like even especially like the new work from like i'm just like p- pretty carefully painting like a digital image and they're like i almost think of them as like not like photorealism but like a pretty realistic depiction of a digital image um so i don't necessarily think of them as like naive or anything but uh well i didn't not your work i i I think well you have these figures that are almost are certainly unreal but they 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 sort of melt in almost uh biomorphic shapes and uh, and all and and that's part of what i was getting at uh is that part of it but you also i mean i've read somewhere else you made a very sort of clear statement you spent a lot of time creating things in a digital format whether it's virtual reality or on uh you know an ipad or all and then take a lot of care to actually render it physically uh, almost to the point where that that becomes kind of a question why bother but let's let's set that one uh, aside for a second i would that's that's sort of what i was getting at with this that you're you're taking all of this care with with it you're clearly thinking through these things not in a naive way but you are not necessarily using imagery that immediately would would reveal to people how much work you're putting into rendering yeah and i guess I t- yeah, it's hard. It's like it's just a hard thing to talk about because it's like something I like. It, it's come up before too, and it's it's like uh, I I guess I don't really know. Like even like some, like Dubuffet is like I think a great artist. Like kind of like look I looking like or like for me I love children's drawings. Like they're like one of my favorite things. I think people actually learn how to like not connect to themselves over time, and they actually just like learn a lot of like dumb rules, and then they follow these like more boring um ways of doing things like that's the way i guess that's why i have a hard time thinking about because like for me that feels like the truer how do you get deeper connected to like yourself and like what like when i see like a really radical weird like children's drawing it's like wow that's like like that is something like that's for me way more usually impressive if you're like um like dealing with like the self in that way like that's like just kind of coming out like it's like a direct um like direct idea from your head like then like a super realistic render drawing of like a figure or something you know what i mean like yeah did you have to unlearn uh things i mean that you know there's that famous picasso quote and uh about you know being being so naturally gifted as a child it took him a lifetime to learn how to draw like a a child but you know uh, people you you don't go to art school necessarily based on you know uh the kinds of things that you end up developing so did you so did you have to learn and then unlearn certain things to be able to draw that way yeah like i mean i'm no picasso for sure like i definitely i don't have like drawings when like 14 that look like his drawings but i definitely like had a you know when i was like younger i i had a like like a style that's pretty connected, I could see is connected to now. Like when I, I looked at some older drawings recently and I was kind of trying to like understand that. I think I had like, like for me, I think I ended up, one thing I have noticed in the work is that I, I think there's like a playfulness in the work now that maybe wasn't as um, on the surface, like with that older work. The older work is like a little more like emo or something, I guess would be the, um, and I think I've found like a way to like kind of put like, maybe like a, it's a little bit like that's under under the surface and then you have i have like a more of a balance where it's like a playfulness that um can like let you get to that deeper thing without being like turned off by the like just totally emo thing but when i look at the um the early work like yeah they're they're like more um that's like the connection that i see but um 
but yeah, I don't know. Like for me, like yeah, going like to oh, like school and stuff. Like, I when I, I went to Tyler for undergrad, and that was like I felt like a great um, experience. Where I think that school really helped me just explore as an artist and experiment, and like not worry too much about like what something looked like, or like just to kind of like like question what things are instead of like um, like those assumptions about what something is. Like to really try to be like, what does this mean? Like, what does it mean to to make this strong what does it mean to use you know like uh whatever like a tools and painting. materials yeah yeah so so for me that's like kind of been like a really healthy like core of like um like exploration um so i mean i think over the years i just different people i've met and learned from have added a lot of just different thinking so for me it's like i, I don't want to say i like i never like consciously have tried to unlearn things it's more like kind of opened up like new ways of thinking, I guess. And, and that leads me to, uh, color the, the, certainly in this, uh, like it is show the intensity of the color uh, uh, amplified by the environment that it's in with these, you know, uh, uh, richly colored walls and all, all, but, you know, as, as we're speaking, uh, here behind you in your studio, there's a painting that is kind of a vivid, almost, uh, Eve Klein blue, uh, and, and there are reds and yellows. I mean, you, you, you have such intense saturated colors in your work right now. Is that always a, a feature of it? Is that again, part of that exploration? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved color for sure. Um, I think some of the color for me is like sometimes trying to simulate like screen color, like like the luminosity of like, you know, light, um, which is like not quite possible with a painting like because it's, you know, it's it's pigment. So like you're, you have some limitations there. But but for me, like that's the fun part is like, oh, color, like the color relationships, like something can like look like crazy bright if it's like one color is next to another color. Like those are like for me like the fun challenges is like how do you make this look like a screen like how do you make a painting look like that and then i'll you know try to figure out different ways or like even use like older painting techniques like glazing and stuff like that to like um to make something feel more luminous um but color and colors is like really emotional thing too i think that it's like um for me like one of the easiest ways to like get to a feeling like where you know we just have these like connections with them automatically that are like just from our, like culture or our experiences um so for me I, I love just like kind of you know not being afraid to use like like whatever colors and experiment um so so one one final question you just brought up by that um what you just said about the screens and all, all um as as vr becomes more sophisticated as more people use kind of digital platforms or screens to create art that is, you know, sort of contained in an armature of some kind or just exists digitally. Why not work in, in a digital form? Why not make, uh, you know, the, the stuff you're doing where you're sketching or working in, in VR or, or digitally, why, why transfer that to uh, Canvas? Just because that's the challenge, that's the the sort of art of it, and using this old technique and, and discovering how it can uh, uh, replicate luminosity and, and all? Or is it just because the digital stuff doesn't necessarily have, an, you know, there's not a, a gallery you can show it in as easily. It, it doesn't have a sort of place in the world that uh, painting does. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think that um there's like more like multiple reasons. So, like one one reason I do think like painting has like a deep history that's really nice to like to like 
play within and speak within like where i think like one like art in, in itself is like uh, or at least like painting is like a digital language that's like shared throughout time with his like with other artists and and it's nice to have that um connection to that like where it's not like just in a vacuum you can like you're kind of like sharing these as this aesthetic language throughout history um so that's like for me one of the just main reasons it's like really a kind of like beautiful thing i think to be like like oh i'm like using the same i mean i'm using like acrylic paint which is a little different but i could use like oil paint in theory that are like the same like actual materials that like people were using like hundreds of years ago to make paintings like on a surface like where i think that's kind of cool to be able to um have that same connection to be like oh what like this material hasn't changed but history's changed and i think like like the images that i'm making like i don't think someone would even understand what they are like a like a few hundred years ago because like they don't have that those they would be missing all those links in between that time and like they wouldn't know like what um they wouldn't even understand it like in the same way like if you with like memes like if you like aren't reading the internet for like five months you like will be way behind on memes and you have no <laughs> idea what anyone's talking about like where i think that's like for me that connect like what's interesting is like how we have these um these like sh like through like not just like it's not just like an individual thing it's like our understanding of the world is through each other and like through history so painting is like just like a i think a beautiful form to like reflect that onto um like what's going on right now like i think that's like kind of the one of the points of making art is like, oh, this is like, like me in the world right now. And then sharing that, not just like with the present, but in theory through history. Um, and then the other thing is like, yeah, like it isn't, I think they are just different. Like for me, like painting is different than, than a digital image. And I'm trying to explore that and poke at that and like, try to figure that out. Like, I don't, I don't have like a hierarchy necessarily, like where I think they're just interesting in different ways. I, um, like for me, like there's strengths and weaknesses to both. Like for me, like with like, like I love VR. I've been exploring that a lot. I think it's more interesting to me as a tool than as like an experience. Like it's really not, I haven't really had a ton of experiences in VR that were like interesting to me. Like they weren't, I haven't really like felt like, I don't know, like I haven't, I haven't experienced a lot of stuff in there that felt natural, but like when I'm like making sculptures or, or, or drawing in VR, it feels really natural. It feels more natural than like, using clay or something for me like it feels like like oh i'm not limited by like gravity i can do I, like it's like more connected to like my brain and like the way that i can just make anything i can think of and then uh so i i love that about it i think that's a strength and then like but like how do you share that with someone i don't like like i'll make it into a sculpture or a painting because like because because I, I think like vr is really isolating too like to have like a big headset on and like it's 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 not it's not a social thing it's like a very individual thing so for me i'm like oh it makes sense to make a painting based on that and then to like make a sculpture and then people can together look at it or like share like you know sharing that experience in, in their like lived life and um and for me like i uh i also just think like painting like your experience like looking at like a painting is like different too like even for me when i make the painting it's like that processing of it is like it's another step where I'm like, like I might do a sketch and then a, and then a VR drawing and then I'll do like bring that into Photoshop and then I'll make a painting from that. And each each step of the way, like I'm thinking about what it is again. And like so like for me, that first like impulse is like 
the impulse of like just making something and like I don't really know what it is, but I'm just like kind of like like spewing it out and then uh and then every step I'm can like um inspect it a little more and be like, oh what does this mean? Like, what does this mean? And I might make changes here and there throughout that those process. Um and I think for me that's what's like kind of interesting is like to like to actually make the painting like then I've like thought about it over and over over time. And like every I've had to like rethink about every little inch of the canvas and and like you know because i'm by hand touching every part of it and then i do think this is like a weirder not like i don't know if it's like a spiritual thing or something but i i do think like the residue of the artist is in the work um with the painting like where um i and it's something i can't explain but i think when you see a painting you really can feel the artist like making it like because they had to make it like and and like it's not a it's not something that I think I can articulate necessarily, but it's like like you you there's some feeling there. I think the presence of the artist is like left behind in, in some way, and I don't necessarily feel that way with digital. I think like I, I feel like it's that's the part that does feel like a little lacking or, or something still for me. Like I'm not saying that it's not possible to have that, but but it does. I haven't had really that same experience like where you know, I've seen paintings that like made me cry and stuff or like really moved me. And like, I think it is just like, awareness of like, like a human being doing the thing, like, even though like on the digital, you still are doing that. But I think you, there's a lot of um, removal, like you don't really, you, you can't see that as clearly, like the touch, the touch isn't as, as clearly present. Um, but anyway, yeah, those are some of the the reasons why I'll make a painting or a sculpture. That's a pretty good all of the above answer, uh, Austin. And, uh, I, you know, that's probably the perfect pay- place to end. Thank you so much for doing this. I, I, I've learned a lot and it's been very enjoyable. Great. Well, yeah, nice to talk to you. And um, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for joining us at the Artelligence Podcast, edited by Colin Ketchin, who also composed the original music. For more episodes, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to download the LiveArt app or visit us at liveart.io. Please join us for the next episode of the Artelligence Podcast. We're looking forward to it.